0: Here is Bryce Johnson.
1: Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Excited to be back on this show as we interview incredible guests. We've uh, taken a little bit of time off. Uh, from the, the interviews so that we could launch the live show. And so I hope that you have enjoyed listening to the live show Mondays at 1030. We are going to continue that show moving forward, and we will also be bringing you the, the Unpacking a podcast uh, with interviews that you've, you've been used to over the years. And, and we're actually excited for today's episode as we bring back Matt Overton who's a long snapper in the NFL. This past season, he played for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, we talked to him three years ago when he was with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So a lot to catch up on uh, with him. And, and so as we, uh, before we get into it, let me just kind of fill you in on a few things. So if you subscribe to the podcast, hopefully you do, um, you used to always listen to the Audible Minutes. Well, we have actually taken the Audible Minutes. They now have their own podcast feed. And so Nate Sally is still a big part of unpacking it. And so you can subscribe to the Audible Minute uh, anywhere podcasts are found. So, so just go and, and search for the Audible Minute. And then this feed will include the interviews and the live show uh, as well. And then once the Fantasy Football Fellowship show returns, uh, probably in the summer, uh, we'll actually have a separate feed for that as well so uh, be looking out for that as we continue to to make some changes and grow here at Unpacking It and we're also in transition with our studio and equipment and we're actually gonna have cameras and all sorts of kind of enhancements for the show and unfortunately today uh, for the Matt Overton interview something with my mic was messed up and so it will not sound as good as it should And so I apologize for that uh, beforehand. But the good news is Matt was the one that talked almost the whole time. So you'll get a a ton of great content from Matt and encouragement, inspiration. You'll love it. And so before we jump in, let me ask you this. Do you need to get your own health insurance? Well, go to healthmarketgenius.com. That's healthmarketgenius.com. Support them as they support us. Here is my conversation with Matt Overton at the end of the interview. I'll wrap things up back here in studio and to give you a a takeaway from
0: today's interview. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson.
1: Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast. I'm Bryce Johnson. Thanks so much for being with us today. It's the show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Today on the show, we are joined by former guest Matt Overton. Man, it's been a couple years since we've had him on, and since then, he has played for a couple other teams. He got married, his wife is pregnant. He moved to Nashville, and so we have got a lot to catch up on with Matt Overton. Matt, thanks so much for being with us. How are you?
2: Hey, Bryce, how you doing? It's good to good to be back.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm, I'm doing awesome and, and excited to uh, to hear how things have been going. And and we'll, we'll start first with uh, with football as as the season uh, just wrapped up. And I was looking at your uh, your, your Twitter, and and you wrote that you found the joy in football again this year. So so thinking about your, your kind of wild career from being undrafted in 2007 to, to last year playing with the Titans, why, why did that, uh, that joy come back?
2: Yeah, I mean, I just think it was um, just a very fruitful year for my wife and I. You know, we look back on 2020, and I know a lot of people, you know, had – an incredible difficult year and challenging year for so many different reasons. I mean, I know COVID is kind of the, uh, the tip of the spear for that whole thing, but you know, it just from business owners to medical people, first line, uh, you know, first line uh, healthcare workers. um, I mean, people losing their jobs. I mean, it's just, it was an incredible year for, uh good and bad things and uh you know when when my wife and I look back on the year you know we were and blessed in so many ways we we got married in March right before the pandemic really hit it was probably 2 weeks before things started shutting down wow uh, yeah so we got very lucky in that uh aspect and then we we got pregnant in July congrats um, thank you yeah so we're expecting our first here in about Shoot, we're less than two months away. Wow. Um, we're, in the, we're in the home stretch. Um, and then, you know, obviously we'll get into the football. You know, football ended up happening for, for myself, which was an incredible blessing. But um, it's crazy how, you know, God works. You know, and, I, and my wife and I were kind of had our eyes set and our hearts set on moving to Nashville eventually. Um, Timeline wise, we really didn't have an idea with everything being shut down. And going into quarantine mode, uh, we came down to Nashville uh, uh, in, in place of our honeymoon because our honeymoon had been, you know, canceled or postponed. So oh, said, man. Said, you know what? You know, Indianapolis is great, but it's a little cold. Let's go south four hours, a little warmer. Uh, let's spend some time in Nashville because, you know, honestly, you know, I've, I've lived in Nashville for about three years but haven't spent terribly too much time. It's usually just a couple weekends here and there during the off season or during the summer that we get to go down there and we use our house primarily as a rental. So mm-hmm. when uh, quarantine hit, all of our, our renters canceled. So our house is available down here. So we just said, you know what, let's pack up the car, load up the dogs. We went down there and, and two weeks turned into three months. And, mm-hmm. you know, my wife got furloughed, you know, I was a free agent at the time, but also starting my real estate career, so it was a little bit uh, slow on that end, but I could do a lot of things from the computer. It's only four hours from Indy. So if I needed to drive to go up there for work, I could, I could do that. So as we were here in Nashville, uh, you know, we just were like, you know what, we can envision ourselves living here. Now it, our focus kind of shifted on, you know, maybe this will be something by the end of the year or first, uh, first of the year that we, we make the move, we make the commitment. And um, so we just, we just prayed on it. And um you know, come come October, I got signed by the Titans, and um, it was it was pretty crazy because uh, you know I'm going in my ninth year in the NFL. When I when I now I am I now now married, now have a baby on the way, so my mindset has definitely shifted. And what I mean by that is like you know the football business is difficult. Her and I have done the long distance thing for a couple years when I was in Jacksonville, and that's hard. Mm-hmm. Now that we're married, now that we have a baby on the way, it's like, you know what? It would be so hard for me. Granted, I would love an opportunity to go to any team anywhere I'd go, and she would support me in that. But gosh, how nice would it be if it was just somewhere close to home for once? Uh-huh. And, lo and behold, I got the two teams that brought me in for workouts this past year were the, were the Colts and the Titans. And it uh, got signed to the practice squad for the Titans, and I was on the practice squad for about four weeks. and then. Got activated and played the rest of the year and and had a had a lot of fun and played at a high level and and when I say uh, found the joy again, it was almost like you know God blessed me with a team that I just really. Now I'm a veteran going into a locker room. It's, it's a little different when you're the young guy and you don't know very many people or you don't know your way around and and even though I was I was you know getting to know kind of the um, the the locker room and the coaches and all kind of stuff, but during, with the with the COVID protocols, I mean, everything's completely different. So when I went to the practice squad, they had the practice squad guys out in their own little quarantine bubble. Oh. It kept us away from the, the team just in case, like, if, if I had tested positive, I wasn't going to you know, be close to trace to anybody else or, and vice versa. Um, and with uh, the specialists, with long snappers, kickers, and punters, they even kept us even – there was, like, another layer. Like, we weren't even, like – I couldn't even decide, you know, I couldn't go um, grab food. I had to go grab food and bring it out to my locker and eat it there. So for the first like four weeks, like I I was on the team, but I didn't really, I didn't really socialize with anybody. I didn't get to interact. I didn't get to work with all the team. I I had my own practice schedule. I was on the field either before the team or after. And so it's just a very strange uh, um, time for me because first of all, First time on practice squad, which is um, uh, the first time that veterans can now be on practice squad. And I was going to mention that
1: that's a big deal. That was a big you know, opportunity.
2: Huge, huge deal. Huge deal. Yeah. And, so, um, and then second, it was just like I was almost on my own. I was practicing by myself. I was practicing, um, you know, with the other practice squad kicker and punter. But we had a social distance while we're practicing. Like, it, it was just crazy. And then wearing a mask under your helmet. I mean, so it was all new for so many reasons but the thing is, is I felt like it was fun. It was oh. like it was interesting. I felt like everyone was in the same boat. We didn't, you know, the pressure was kind of it, it almost felt like there was no pressure. It was like no one know, knew knew it was going to happen the next day. We're all kind of in this chaotic mess together and um and it just it it, it became fun for me, you know. And it was an opportunity for me to Um, be a mentor to some of the young guys on the practice squad um, and just lead by that, you know, by an example and and help them along and, you know, help them with, you know, being on time and doing the little things right and all that kind of stuff. So it was, uh, it was just a cool um, experience for me. And then I got activated and then started playing with the team and, and having fun. And and then of course, winning, winning makes a lot, uh, makes it more fun too. So again, it was just like, I I had to pinch myself like every single day walking in there like gosh dang like I'm here playing again you know I'm out there and and um and I just had it almost felt like I had no no doubts no fears no worries this year and you know it's just in in this profession there's so much stress there's so much anxiety guys suffer from it constantly and um I think just God gave me a lot of peace this year. And so it's just fun kind of reflecting on the year and and, sure. and how, how fruitful it really was, you know. And, um, you know, I worked my butt off all offseason for an opportunity and and um, God opened the door, you know, and it's it was the home team. How cool is that? Well, that's an awesome story. And I even want to put it in
1: perspective, too, because in 2019, you, you, you were released from the Chargers. And so at that point, did you still think your NFL career was alive? Like what was the mentality at that point? And, and you, you mentioned the real estate. Did you go more kind of all in on, on real estate at that time? Take us into that to then how you got the call from the Titans to, to say, hey, we, we want to bring you in and kind of put you on this practice squad now that veterans could actually be a part of that.
2: Yeah, so we'll, I'll take you back even further. So when I got released from Jacksonville was – after the preseason in 2019. And, you know, I, I, I had a lot of peace in that uh, moment, too, because it, even though it, it blindsided me mm. um, at the time, my wife and I had just been gotten engaged. So we spent the entire first portion of our engagement separated, which was tough. And when I got released, I almost just had this sense of calmness coming over me. And, and you know, I was able to go home and wedding plan with her and be with her during those um you know, pivotal moments and decisions planned for a wedding. And she was overwhelmed with doing it on her own. And so the fact that I got to be there with her during that time was great. And really, I I sat out the entire 2019 year um, Mm -hmm. in the regular season, you know, I just played the preseason. And then I went to the Chargers just for like four or five days as a, you know, safety net if their guy couldn't play, um, which was crazy. I went to, I went to Colorado Springs to practice with them. And then we went to Mexico city to play in the Monday night game. And so I was a charger internationally for like, (laughs) yeah. And then I, and then I, we landed back in LA after the game and and I was on my way home. It was like a little little cup of coffee and, and, uh, you know, had some fun and got to go to Mexico city for the first time. So that was cool. But really I sat out all of 2019 and, um, Mm. I really wouldn't trade it for anything because I got to the wedding planning, the um, being there for you know being there for <laughs> for all the all the planning, you know, and then spending the holidays at home for the first time and and who knows how long you know I got to spend sure. the holidays with the family and and do all that fun stuff um, that we necessarily don't get to do as as NFL guys, you know. But um, you know, and you know, I, I the real estate thing had always been something I wanted to do. And it was, um, in 2018, I actually finished my, um, my pre licensing courses in class. And it was the day that I finished those classes that Jacksonville resigned me. And, um, so I kind of put that on hold. And so then when I got released in 2019, I was like all in, I went to and finished all my courses all my prereqs, um, got licensed, started working, and um, it was actually just a good release for me to kind of release my mind um, from football, put my energy into another space, and uh, you know it was, it was a lot of fun. And then when I got signed here in in Nashville with the Titans, I was still selling homes back in Indiana um, while I was playing. So I, I I sold three homes during the season. <laughs> That's awesome. Was completely different. I mean, it was stressful because I was away from my team. I wasn't there with my clients physically so I had to get people to help me and and I had a tremendous team back in Indy that uh, helped me do that but yeah just it's just been it's been a a wild wild journey since we last talked really you know I think the last time you and I spoke was uh after my first year in Jacksonville when I you were injured I tore my shoulder and had surgery and everything yeah so uh yeah in those three years three and a half years man it's been um been been a wild ride, and now I'm on you know on my third AFC South team, and <laughs> that's uh, true. Won won the AFC South for the third, actually fourth time in my career, but with the third the third different team, which is kind of cool. That is and, cool. And got in the playoffs again, man. So um it, it's just it's a blessing,
1: man. no that that's awesome, and and really that that Titans team that you, that you were a part of this year, very talented, but seems like a good group. And you kind of alluded to that, and you were kind of talking about from a. A practice squad perspective but but once you became a part of the team where you I, mean, I assume you're able to to interact more with the guys on, on the active roster what, what was that that locker room like and we've had brett kern on the show and he's an awesome guy and um so you being a specialist with, with him um what, what can you share just about that that locker room and kind of top down Brable, coach Brabel down
2: it was, this was the first time that I was with a veteran specialist group. And what mm-hmm. I mean, well, actually, I'll take that back. First time since I was with like Vinatieri and McAfee. And so typically it's it's pretty uncommon that you're with, you know, Goskowski's a 15-year vet, Kern's a 13-year vet, I'm a nine-year yeah. vet. Um, so one of the three guys is typically a very young guy or maybe two of them. I and mean, you only have one that's a veteran. So the fact that I kind of, I came in now as the younger guy, <laughs> uh, cool. and um you know Goskowski and I have known each other for a while obviously played against Brett several times um so actually I mean playing with those guys who are two all pros you know Goskowski, Super Bowl champion uh somebody that I've looked up to you know um you know him and Vince Harry you know arguably two two of the best kickers that have ever played and so to be able to you know you know be a part of that little nucleus for the special teams um was really cool and and You know, it was it was a veteran locker room for the most part, which is unusual, and I think COVID had a big part of that because now teams could sign a lot of the older guys if they wanted to. And it was just it was it was like the perfect blend and mix and balance of vets and young guys, Um, and uh, it it just it was just fun. I mean, we had a everyone bought in. Vrabel is an incredible coach, Um, someone I've respected uh, for a long time. You know, grew up watching him play. Um, he's a proven champion and, and now seeing him as a coach, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that he'll be a championship coach, um, uh, before too long. And so it's just, I mean, it's just fun. And, and again, you know, I'm at home. I didn't have to go, I didn't have to pack bags and leave and go somewhere that I didn't know and got to live in my own house and, and have my wife come down early. And it, it just, it was just cool. And the, the locker room was, you know, I look back on all the locker rooms I've been apart and this is probably you know, like a top three locker room that I've been a part of. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, no, it seemed, seemed like a, a, a special team this year for sure. Uh, a lot of good teams this year in the NFL. I mean, it was just a solid, solid, solid season uh, mm-hmm. considering everything that was going on and to now have the Super Bowl that we have uh, in front of us. So I guess real quickly, what what are your thoughts, Chiefs and, and Bucks? What do you make of, of the matchup?
2: Well, I mean, it's it's hard to argue that uh, the Chiefs wouldn't make it again. Um you know their their offense is incredible. I mean, Mahomes is incredible. Uh, it, it's pretty cool. I mean, I I was watching the NFC Championship game, and, and I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan, and I'm a Tom Brady fan too. But you know, I was rooting for Aaron Rodgers. I wanted him to get into the show again. Old Tom Brady, man, doing it again. <laughs> it's just like golly, like as much as I think it's really really cool, I was just I was I was a little heartbroken because you know you know Aaron Rodgers, man, he's he's. Two years in a row being that close and and uh, you know playing at a high level and I was just hoping that he would have gotten that shot but you know there's there's uh you know I played for Bruce Arians uh, mm. in Indy so Indeed. I'm really happy for him uh there's several guys in the Tampa Bay Bucks that I played with Leonard Fournette being one of them recently that I played with um that gets an opportunity mm. to play in the Super Bowl um, which is crazy considering yeah getting released yeah you know and um and I think it'll be a good matchup. You know, it's like you know, it's old school goat quarterback versus new school goat quarterback, and go two ahead. older head coaches. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and you know, this is first. This is uh, Bruce Arians first as a head coach, and I think he was Roethlisberger's OC or quarterback yeah. coach when he won last. But um, yeah, two two old school coaches going at it, and um, you know, I, I I would say the Bucks have a little bit of an edge, maybe because their defense is pretty good. Um, but I mean. Mahomes, the things he can do with the football is pretty cool. It stretches that that field, and and I mean, golly, and and Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and those guys, but um, you can't bet against Tom Brady. I don't know, <laughs> Dude, just for whatever reasons. Everyone, I mean, the stories that I hear about him, you know, it's just he he fires everybody up, you know. And yeah. so um, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool, and I think um, you know under the circumstances this year, it's um, I'm I'm just happy that the NFL. You know, got through a whole year. Um, we had some scares early on with the COVID and and yeah. testing positive and all that kind of stuff. And I think that was inevitable. But, but but the fact that everyone can make it through and found a way to uh, play it safe and and uh, still, you know, it was still quality football. There's no question about yeah. it. You know, without a training, really a training camp or a preseason and no off season. So um, just hats off to the to the league for getting it done. And now we can enjoy the Super Bowl and and all those you know healthcare workers can go and have some fun because they deserve it absolutely yeah no as a as a football fan
1: i was pleasantly surprised with with how things turned out this year and then for it to all lead up to this matchup in the super bowl uh with tampa being in their home stadium is is it's pretty wild what a what a wild season for sure yeah. well i want to go back a little bit because i think the um uh, the concept of of the, the long snapper's journey is, is a very interesting one, especially for, for you who's, you know, had opportunities and then uh, injuries and being released and then having to wait for the next opportunity, this, this, this concept of always being ready. And, and we had a similar conversation actually with Carson Tinker who found his way back into the NFL uh, this season as well. And, and so from your perspective, even from a, 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 I guess the, the parallel to faith as well, this idea of always being ready, always, you know, Not knowing when the opportunity is going to present itself, but preparing and setting yourself up well. What, what can you share in, in, from your experience?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, for anyone listening that doesn't really know my story, in, in a nutshell, it took me six years after college to play in my first NFL game. Um, so like you mentioned, 2007 was my draft year and I was an undrafted free agent with the Seahawks. Um, but I, I was released pretty quick, um, and then I didn't set foot on an NFL playing field in a game until 2012 with the Indianapolis Colts, and between 07 and 2012, you know, I was on, I went to the minor league in the UFL for three years, was in the arena league, um, different mini camps, training camps with different teams, so um it was it was a long road um to get to uh really officially into the league and then once once making it it was it was hard just staying around you know and you know like I said I'm going on I'll be going on my 10th year I don't know what my future holds with the with the Titans but um this will be another free agent year most likely and um you know, as, as I've gotten older and, and a little bit wiser, I, I, I really enjoy the free agent mindset. It kind of keeps me um, keeps me grounded a little bit. Um, I, I love the challenge. I love, you know, betting against myself or betting on myself, I should say. And, um, you know, I, I, I enjoy the process of, you know, training. And, um, you know, again, God, like, has shown me that my plans are are so small compared to what he's got in store, you know, and um, it's, it's cool to see other guys, like you mentioned, Tinker, you know, like, you know, a few injuries sitting out for a couple years and then getting on a practice squad as a veteran. And he really, you know, after he got signed with the Giants, he sent me a message. He's like, hey, man, I hope my signing, you know, sparks um, a trend for other teams for older guys like us, you know, and it, it eventually did. It's awesome. And uh, So it's just cool to see other guys' story like, the two snappers in the in the Super Bowl this weekend or next weekend, um, you got uh, Winchester, who's got an incredible testimony. He was a college receiver, I think, at, at Oklahoma. Oh. Turned to snapping. Um, his dad was tragically killed a few years ago um, oh. at an airport doing his job. Oh. Uh, so his testimony is incredible, and and what he's had to go through to to now go into his super, second Super Bowl, you know. And then you have. Zach Triner, who's a buddy of mine uh, who has been on that free agent grind for years and now he's with his uh, the second year with the bucks and going to the Super Bowl so it's just it's, it's cool to see like this long-standing position most guys have an incredible testimony because um, you know there's only 32 jobs in the world and most of those jobs are are held and solidified by older guys who played for 10 plus years and so, the younger guys just kind of have to stay ready. They really do. I mean, there's there's very few opportunities for our position every year, and um, it may take you three, four, five, six years to get your shot. And so, um, my mantra, my motto has always been stay ready, and that and that goes along with you know just training, preparing for an opportunity because in this business, the the phone call comes when you least expect it, and um, you're on a flight, you have a workout the next morning, and Hopefully you're ready, you know? And um and it, it goes beyond that too, it just with, with life in general and being prepared for adversity when it comes and and being prepared for, you know, new doors to open and all kind of stuff. So um, you know, I, I, I like to use my testimony as an example of that and inspire the young guys who uh, don't quite understand that this business is a grind and for everybody, not just us, but for our position in, in particular, you know, I like to share that hey. You know, our window may be a little bit more – it doesn't shrink as quickly maybe as a quarterback or a linebacker. Um, we're such a specialized position that maybe that window stays open a little bit longer, and are you willing to sacrifice the time and, and the effort and, and and just be patient, you know, and, and and just hope that you have an opportunity that comes maybe a little bit longer uh, down the road than than initially when you expect coming out of college. So –
1: Man, no, it's it's really cool, and, and I think just hearing you even talk about some of the other long snappers that you know, and, and I assume, you know, your buddies with, and so there's only 32 jobs, what is that dynamic like where, you know, that, hey, if, if this guy gets that job, then that means there's less opportunities, and, you know, just the kind of the, the musical chairs in, in many ways for the position, but at the same time, only you guys know what you experience, because it's such a specific skill set and position uh, that you can't necessarily even relate to some of the other positions uh, in in football.
2: Yeah. I mean, um, I'll give you an example of this year, you know, so it's, you know, God's plans will always uh, exceed our own. And what I mean by that in this particular uh, uh, example is, you know, when I got a workout with the Colts, it was me and, and another guy. And uh, we sat in the locker room just getting changed after the workout and we're talking and, you know, kind of voicing our frustrations, how the year's gone, you know, hoping to get an opportunity. Uh, We'll probably, I don't know, two or three weeks later after our workout, the 49ers were bringing guys in and I'm from the Bay Area. So I'm a I grew up a Niners fan. And, um, I'd always dream again, these conversations I had my wife, you know, about football, like, Hey man, I hope God takes me somewhere if home to California where I can be close to family or somewhere closer to you and us where we live. And I thought for sure the Niners were going to call me Uh, and they didn't, but they called the other guy that I was with and he, he got signed and he played the whole year. My heart was, was hoping on the Niners and God said, hold up. I got something better for you, you know? And, it, and it's right. it, it really is crazy. And, and, you know, it's such as our, our group is really, it's a little small fraternity and we know most of the guys and sure you kind of looked at the rosters and you say, uh, who's, who's there, who's, who's getting workouts and all kinds of stuff. And, and sure, there's times where, you know, I get frustrated and I get, uh, you know, upset or wish that, uh, you know, I would have gotten a call from a team. Um, but you know, it, it's, you know, I, again, I, I've been so blessed playing as long as I've had, and um, it, it's cool seeing younger guys who reach out to me back in college and or early on in their, you know, journey to the NFL. You know, saying how much I've I've been an encouragement to them, and, and my story motivates them, and then eventually they get signed. I mean, that's really cool. I really really enjoy seeing seeing these young guys uh, get an opportunity and, and get their foot in the door.
1: Oh, that's awesome! I love that perspective. Well, let's go beyond uh, football a little bit because you, you mentioned your wife is pregnant and, and almost due. So I was in your spot. Uh, my daughter's 18 months now, so I'm a new dad. So I, I know what it's like the the final two months and all that. So how are you feeling? What's kind of the the, the mindset, the uh, the approach now the uh, down the home
2: stretch? Definitely more excited. Yeah. Um... You know, I think I think uh my wife would tell you that she's ready to have the baby right now.
1: Oh <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. And uh you know, she's going through the growing pains of, of pregnancy and and not knowing what to expect and you know, ooh, does this ache mean I'm having a contraction or you know, ah. not sleeping well and you know, yeah. having her I mean just the mood swings and all that kind of stuff that goes along with pregnancy, but um we're trying to enjoy it as much as can- we can and we're going to get the nursery ready here soon and um you know, I'm definitely excited for that day. We're, we're not, you know, we're going in this thing, not knowing the gender. So we're excited for that ultimate surprise. Ooh. They have, and, uh, you know, my wife is just a rock star and, and the way she's handled herself through this process. And, um, it, it's tough for me, man. I mean, uh, for, for an expecting dad for the first time, you know, we, we don't know what they're going through and, and we try our best to be there to support and console them. But, um, I've learned sometimes I just need to let her cry and give, give her her own space, and I will just be here when she needs me, you know, it's it's a, it's a a learning experience for the both of us, but um, we're up for the challenge. And I I said, you know, I, I said this early on before or right when the season ended and I said, you know, this is going to be the the greatest off season yet. And at the time I was speaking primarily about training and, and uh, and getting ready and and all kinds of stuff, but really Becoming a dad's probably the greatest challenge I'll ever have. so um, it, it really will be the greatest off season. so I'm excited.
1: That's awesome. It, it's the best and, and I'll, I'll say this early on, like it's it, the excitement is there, but then you're like, man, i want I want to play, I want to do more and and my wife was breastfeeding, so she's getting all the attention and you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, what can I do? What can I do? Sure. but as the months go on, it becomes more and more fun. Like I, I love it. I can't wait to get home and, and hang out with little Maddie. And so it's it, uh, cool. it, it's a blast, man. I absolutely love being a dad, and it just gets better. So, so don't don't get discouraged early on. Don't get discouraged early on. At least I, for me, I was like, ah, come on, I want to, I want to do more. I want to be a part of this more. But it's yeah. happening now.
2: So. Yeah, awesome.
1: So it's 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 a it's a great time for sure. Uh, very challenging, like you said. That's for yeah. sure. Um. All right. So the other thing I wanted to bring up with you. So looking at your uh, your Twitter feed, man, you're you're very open about your faith. And the last time we had you on on our show, we talked about your your faith and your journey. And, and and the word that comes to mind is boldness. And so how how have you developed a bold faith, and 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 how can you encourage our our listeners today? Because we're you know a ministry for sports fans following Jesus, and so. We we wanna to continue to challenge and encourage one another to, to follow Jesus and become more like him. And and so for you, you've taken this this bold stand for, for Jesus and, and that's who you are and you don't care who knows and type of thing. But but how do you get to that point and how what's your, your approach with that?
2: Yeah, I mean it's just I you know, my walk with Christ has, you know, been a been an up and down uh journey really since uh probably college is when I first really started growing my relationship with Christ and knowing Christ. And, um, you know, I got saved at PAO, which is a uh, conference for NFL guys and their, and their wives in the off season that was in 2014. And I went with some of my teammates and our team uh, chaplain. Um, and so, uh, you know, really probably the, the past, I don't know, four or five years, um, just through maturity and growth and experiencing Christ, uh, you know, on a real personal level and, and seeing him reveal things to me um, that I normally wouldn't have saw before. Uh, it just really gave me the confidence and the courage to stand up for my faith and and not be ashamed in any way or form. You know, I know some people may think it's taboo or you, you can't really speak about your faith, uh, especially with what's going on today. And, you know, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's right now is the most important time for us, um, uh, to stand bold and stand firm in, in our faith and, um, not be ashamed of it. Um, and this year we had such a great fellowship in, in, in with the Titans, uh, we have great team chaplain, you know, you mentioned Brett Kern, strong believer, strong brother in Christ, and, uh, was able to fellowship with him and learn a lot from him. Um, and this team had an incredible fellowship as well. And, and you know we had uh we got to have uh Dr. Tony Evans speak to us.
0: Oh yeah.
2: He's great. And, and uh one thing that will always stick out uh, from what he said is that he said, you know, he said fellas, this world is is full of males. We have males everywhere, but we need more men. Mm. And what he meant by that is we need we need men to stand boldly um for all the right reasons and this is not this goes beyond faith. I mean, it's 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 being a good dad, a good husband, a good Uh, role model for others. And we need more men to stand up for what is right. Um, And I really, I took that and kind of it's stuck with me and it it just made me think like, Hey, you know, I, what I believe in is it means a lot to me and I want to share that. Um, And and in doing so, I've had a lot of people just reach out based off of curiosity. Um, And it's, it's formed conversations, it's formed relationships and, you know, um, it, it just being the doer of the word is is our mission and um, spreading the good news and so I, I've just been incredibly fortunate to have the platform with football to be able to do so and another thing that stuck out to me with this year was uh, using using the football field as our ministry you know and using that locker room as our ministry um, and uh, it's incredible to see God work in a locker room you know and, and bring everyone together especially with you know um, the social injustice stuff going on this year, um, the political stuff. I mean, there's so many, you know, Dividers everywhere, everywhere you look, there's fear around every corner that's on your phone, on, on the TV, on the radio waves everywhere. And so, um, it's just, it's just important for us to stand up and, and not live in that fear. And, um, you know, just, uh, keep, uh, keep growing in our faith. You know, so uh, it's been uh, it's been a, a really, really good year for me in in my growth. And and uh, I've seen it in others as well. Amen. Amen. And, and the reality is people are really hurting. I mean, always that's the case. But especially within
1: the last year, the depth of pain that people are experiencing, which means they're looking for hope, they're looking for peace. And mm-hmm. if they can look around and see people boldly, genuinely, authentically saying, hey, God's changed my life, and and I, I'm clinging to him through this time, and I do have joy, and I do have hope, and, and and it's available to you as well. So that's what people are looking for, and and they're not looking for, uh, yeah, cliche stuff or whatever. They're looking for genuine, True. genuine, bold believers, and and so when we can step up and, and fill that gap, and uh, man, that's so I appreciate you doing that and and, and being that from a, from an NFL perspective, and. Um, now as a new dad and, and all that. So that's, uh, that, that's awesome, man.
2: Thank you for using this platform to uh, glorify Christ and, and talk about it and, and share testimony. Cause you know, that's what it's all about, man. That's right. Well, and, and the, the
1: reality is when God's done it in our life, that's what we share. Yeah. We are sharing real stuff. This is who yeah. I used to be. This is how God's changed me. This is how God's moved in my life. Uh, you know, even earlier on, you talk about how you ended up in Tennessee, yeah. I, I've got God's hands all over it. There's yeah. no other explanation for all those details to come together. And so right. I've seen that in, in my own life as well. And so that's what's, uh, that's what's fun to encourage one another when we uh, remind each other of what God has done and is doing. And, um, man, it keeps us, keeps us rolling, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, well, I, one other tweet that I saw. So you said, uh, ex- exciting year ahead. So you got baby on the way, expanding my real estate business here in Nashville launching a youth long snapping mentoring program, mission trip, possible podcast, embracing all the classic dad cliches possible. Let's start there. You, you have a, a dad cliche that, uh, that comes to mind? What, what do you mean by that?
2: I really don't, but uh, I, I I started following the dad on Instagram, and it's hilarious. It's, it's just like just always dad. dad? It's just the, the dad. dad? The dad. I love it. It's like all okay. these dad, it's all these dad memes and um, oh dude it, it's classic and uh, my buddies yeah. who are who are you know new new dads they 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 tag me in the post and so I started following along I was like I might as well join the club early you know so I know what I'm getting myself into um, but just I, I mean just the quirky stuff that we joke about with dads like either something that I'm wearing or the words that I say or whatever it may be so I'm just ready to to fully embrace it have fun with it um yeah so that's that's what I meant by that that's awesome no, that's great yeah. what What about
1: the the mission trip what What does that mean
2: well you know it really just kind of uh it's all pending on you know covid really I mean uh we had uh we were supposed to go to Africa last year and that got uh canceled and so we are really hoping that we get an opportunity to either go somewhere along those lines or we've been my wife and I we've been to Haiti Um, and it's, it's a little more of an easier trip. Um, and so we would like to either go there or or somewhere we haven't been yet. So, um, again, it's all depending on COVID and I know every country kind of has their own restrictions and flight restrictions and stuff. So we're praying on that, but you know, if, if it can't be, you know, internationally definitely serve right here in our backyard and, and, and see the opportunities that God will present us with, with serving and, and, uh, but we're, uh, we're, we're pretty set on, we want to go somewhere and, and, and serve and, and, you know, uh, Haiti, we have an orphanage, I, me, that we've uh been involved with now for, uh, several years. And so, um, those kids have grown from little toddlers. Now they're, you know, getting up into their teenage years. And, and, wow. uh, so we, we would like to go there and see them cause it's been about five years since we've seen them. And then, um. I mean, it would be it would be incredible to go to uh, Africa and, and serve with our our church, who has a, a ministry there that they're starting in a school. Um, and then I know there's a, a a few men's groups that do Israel uh, once a year, and, and would love to go uh, on a mission trip and, and serve in, the, in that way with a with like a fellowship group. Oh, that's great! Wow, lot of lot of potential and, and cool opportunities. And man, I sure
1: hope the uh, yeah the COVID stuff lifts all that so we can get get back to being able to travel and do all that. So that's uh, that's, uh, the heart behind it. I appreciate that. And uh, and I, I know that God will open up opportunities in the meantime as well. Um, yeah. All right. So last thing, since we're doing a podcast today, you've got a little uh, intrigue in, in doing a podcast or what's, what's the story?
2: Yeah, it's really been on the back burner for me for probably two years now. And I've, I've had every excuse under the sun uh, to not do it. And really, it was—it's probably for the best because you know I was really just kind of struggling on what my content wanted to be, what direction I wanted to take it, what uh, what was really the mission and message behind it. And um, I'm really, I'm really firm. I mean, I want I want my my podcast to be faith based and uh, testimonial based. And there's so many guys that I I know whether it's through football or music or or just friends in general of training and fitness um, that have incredible testimonies. You know, I've been eager and wanting to help share those testimonies um, because they need to be heard. And um, uh, you know, being in Nashville now, there's just like the access to the people who I want to get my hands on are here. <laughs> a, little, yeah. a little, bit different in Indy. You know, there's not a lot of a lot of things going on there, but uh, here especially musically i mean there's a lot of friends here in the in the country music business that um have incredible testimony and uh, again it it goes along the lines of of pro sports i mean there is a true grind and uh a crazy journey that a lot of these musicians go on to to get to that stage that everyone thinks that it's oh just easy to get to or whatever it may be And, and a lot of these um these guys have been working years and years just to get one song on the radio. So, um, it's, it's cool to see their God working in their lives. So I would love to have, we're getting things kind of in order here. Um, assembling a little, a little team to help me get going. And, um, I think the timing will be the best it's ever been because we are here in Nashville and I can have those sit down conversations with the the guys. And, and really, honestly, I, I know they don't like this, but they're home. They're not on the road. Yeah, that's right. Um, no one's on tour right now. So it's it just, it, it really is in the midst of the storm that everyone's kind of going through right now. It, it, it's a good time for us to connect and sit down and, and uh, get those uh, conversations documented. Man. Well, I, we'll keep an eye out for that. That sounds tremendous. And I became a country music
1: fan probably within the last seven, eight years. How yeah. when I got married. I guess I became a little softer, a little softer now that I'm married. So I, I used to, I'm still on heavy metal. I like rock music, but oh, yeah, I, too, I, I like, I like a little country music thrown in there. So, uh, so that's cool. No, I sound, that sounds great, but, yeah. uh, well, man, we can talk all day, yeah. but I appreciate you being a part of the, uh, the unpacking the podcast today. Great to catch up with you a few years later and, yeah. uh, excited for you about to be a dad. So wish you, Thank wish you the best.
2: With Thank that. You, bro. So I appreciate you, man. Really good to talk to you and, and, uh, excited to talk to you uh, down the road again. Absolutely. That sounds awesome. There's Matt Overton joining us here on Unpacking It.
0: Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson.
1: And we're back in studio. And I've got one big takeaway to share with you as we wrap things up here on the Unpacking It podcast, and it was something that Matt said about uh, being a free agent and actually liking being a free agent, and and I was trying to think, okay, how does that parallel to our own lives? And the the, the way that I view that is ultimately all of us find ourselves in situations where things are uncertain. You know, there's no guarantees. Like even in the NFL, if you have a contract, there, there, there are very little guarantees, but there is a difference between being a free agent, knowing where you're going to play next year and, and then having that uncertainty and not knowing what's going to happen next. And so for all of us, we can relate to that and we can either choose to view that as a really frustrating, bad thing where, oh man, I don't know what's going to happen. Or we lean into it and go, what a great season of life. I'm a free agent, so to speak, where I don't know what's going to happen next. I, I know that changes are coming. I know that opportunities are coming, and I trust God. I trust God to lead me and guide me, and as I wait, as I wrestle with the uncertainty, I'm going to trust him and rely on him and grow and mature during this time. And, and so I, I guess if you find yourself in that spot today, just say, you know what? Yeah, in this situation, I'm a free agent, and that's a good thing. And because we, I, I love this story because we, all that God did to, to orchestrate and make things clear for, for Matt to, to bring him to Nashville and then, then to give him a chance with the Titans, it's just a story of God's goodness and faithfulness. Uh, in, in the lives of, of his, his children. And so if, if you're a follower of Jesus, he's, he's going to work in your life in amazing ways. And Matt's story also involves seasons of being injured, seasons of getting released, and the uncertainty. So all of that factors into our walk with the Lord. And, and you listen to, to Matt and just his, his passion, his boldness, his joy. Uh, we can have that too. In the seasons of being a free agent, with the uncertainty, the challenges, and then when we can look around and go, wow, God really connected all these dots. He orchestrated all these details to set me up to, to thrive during this season, during the next season. And, and so even for Matt, it was with the Titans just for almost half the season where he was an active player, and now he finds himself back in that, that spot of, of not knowing where he'll be next. But the one thing that remains the same, God is good, he's faithful, he's in control, he loves us, he cares about us, and he just wants us to trust him. And so that's my encouragement for us today, and really appreciate you checking out the Unpacking It podcast. I hope that you are a subscriber. I hope that you've also uh, signed up to receive the Unpack This email devotional. Uh, If you haven't, you can go to unpackingit.com. As we wrap things up, my name is Bryce Johnson. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. Reach out. Bryce at UnpackingIt.com is my email. You can also find us on Twitter, at Unpacking It, and I look forward to hearing from you, and we'll talk to you soon right here on the Unpacking It podcast.
0: For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit That's unpackin'it.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T dot We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackinit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.